it's a real treat for me to have uh, Christopher Burrow sitting next to me because I thought we were doing this by phone, but I, he. Uh, I don't read emails well. <laughs> That's not it. You don't watch them. So we're all good. Uh, Chris is an old friend. He's been a friend since I think maybe 2017 when the American Writers Museum. Yeah, that sounds about, about right. Yeah. Is that yeah. when it opened? That's when we opened, May of 2017. You know, I wanted to have you on because uh, you had a, a, a guy I've been writing about, a guy named Ed Zwick, who's a big deal Hollywood producer who's written his first book and director. He was in there last week doing an event, and it, I realized, oh, my God, thank God you guys are still around. And it's one of those one of those museums that it's on the second floor. It's only been around for five years, whatever, now seven years. Yeah, seven years. I say five years because two of those years were COVID. How did you deal with COVID, Chris? Uh, that's a good question. We, we, you know, we, of course, shut down when it was mandated. And um, luckily, we were able to keep uh, most of our staff on and working oh, remotely. Um, what we did is we pivoted to a lot of online things that we had kind of been planning for, like, the, you know, the five-year mark kind of to sure. be able to hit. But we really, we uh, produced three different podcasts. We started putting all of our author talks on our YouTube channel and built up our subscriptions of YouTube, you know, all that stuff that, you know, you kind of want to do, but when your museum's closed and you have all your talented staff... But it just, you, it just, it just geared up and made yeah, it all yeah, happen yeah, it a just little. Ma- made it all happen. It was, uh, it was great to kind of see how everyone just creatively decided, okay, let's do this Let's now. do it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been in that place a number of times, and one of the great joys for me is being in there when young people come in, when school groups come in. I love... You're a big fan of typewriters. Oh, yeah, yeah. As am I. Yeah. And it is something incredibly special to see young people look at these mysterious <laughs> mysterious <laughs> instruments as if they came from another planet. Yeah, that's one of my, my greatest joys, too, of the, of the job is um, manning the typewriter station. So we have an exhibit that's there all the time called yeah. uh, Story of the Day, and people get to use one of our six manual typewriters, or they could try them all out, but... Um, you know, they get the kids here there for field trips, and they just, they're not sure. They're, like, looking at a rotary phone. They're not exactly sure what to do. But then they really, um, if they get past the frustration and they see the letters, uh, I had one fifth grader call it an instant printer. Oh, and wow. just got into it, and that, that little fifth grader, she typed out three pages single-spaced during her field trip saying, oh, I have a story, and she just kept going. No. Yeah, yeah, and uh, most more recently, I had a high school group in, in there, and one kid just fell in love with typing on the typewriter, and he actually like became a member, and he comes back almost weekly to type on the typewriters. And I don't know if he's working on a book or a story, but just the the interface and using them is something really that uh, younger kids are really going for. That's funny. One of the things about it, for those of you who have never been there, it's one of the liveliest museums, I think, in Chicago. Yeah, we're, we're an experience-based museum. Yeah. We try to be uh, immersive in our uh, exhibits and have a lot of things that are interactive. So, you know, people who are used to just looking at their phones, they can still come to our museum and find things that are interesting and, and, you know, maybe surprises and stuff like the typewriters that I've had high school kids leave their phones by the typewriters because they've forgotten about them oh because they've gotten oh, into typing. Oh, and, how wonderful is that? You know, and something else you started I, that I, in, in my time of, you know, in the Tribune moved from being two blocks away to being, you know, God knows where we are now. <laughs> 
But this whole talk about this get lit happy hour thing that that I don't know yeah, how we, old we, that is. We That's started a while. that we started that last year, so we're, this is our second year, and it's a, a monthly happy hour, uh, usually on the second Tuesday of the month. Uh, this week, actually, it's going to be on Valentine's Day because it's uh, the theme is down with love, <laughs> and we're going to be reading rejection letters uh, either oh. from authors or uh, people bring in their own rejection letters. Um, but like last year, we had a, a, a person who came in a visitor and she read a rejection letter to a university that had rejected her so it was kind of like no i don't accept your rejection i will be there in the fall to start you no. know and it was oh, hilarious that so is really hilarious. really well written and so our, how have those been attended i would think that would be a, a, a sort of a growing attraction it's really fun because we do different themes every month so sometimes you know we get we get different audiences every month some people are repeat that they come and you know for all the different sure. themes but we do you know a lot of different activities there might be you know a craft station there might be a, a blackout poetry area area um like we're doing the the reading this time um there's a actually going to be like an arts and craft station where you can decorate a plate and then smash it so um, to kind of get that uh that anti-love feeling out wow (laughs) i think that's a great idea So every month yeah we do a different uh, different events and you have a lot of the museum has long-term we have exhibits. permanent exhibits, yeah, most of it. And then we have a couple temporary exhibit spaces. And right now in our temporary exhibit space, it's an exhibit called Dark Testament, A Century of Black Writers on Justice. So we're looking at writings from pretty much post-Civil War to the Civil Rights Movement and themes uh, that are sadly written about 100 years ago that are still being written about, uh, you know, in the 60s and 70s. So. How do you do this? Do you, do you, obviously, it's a collaborative kind of effort to come up with these things. What, how do you, what's the team like that, that's there? A, that's a great question, because uh, early on, it was decided when uh, we were putting the museum together, we're not going to have a single curator, because there's not one person who's going to be a subject matter expert on all the different things <laughs> that we want to yes. look at. Cause the the our, written word, yeah. Yeah, at our museum, we look at all different genres and everything it means to to be uh, an American writer and and how it affects the society and culture and so we have uh, teams that we bring in so for the like say example the Dark Testament exhibit uh, Dr. Kedrick Roy from Harvard was our lead uh, team oh, curator and then we bring in other people to help shape the content because you know uh within our staff we come up with ideas but then to dig in deeper and try to understand uh how it affected our culture how it affected society and really get the knowledge in we have to bring in experts who really know about those fields wow what about the 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 get lit topics how does how do you those are internal mostly our uh our uh community engagement manager matt he comes up with he's got great ideas he comes up with a lot of different ideas and he'll bounce them off the staff we'll sometimes have like practice runs of things he comes up with but um yeah it's it's a lot of uh, just internal staff ideas that they don't get then oh yeah let's do that and we just you know we're uh, we're nimble enough we can run with it what kind of booze do you serve at these things (laughs) do you serve booze we we do we have a a, a, you have a liquor license we we don't we have a bartender that comes in who has a liquor license and the insurance and all that so it's kind of a somewhat catered idea where the bartender comes in and uh happy hour mobile bartending she's great latasha um and she comes in and so we do like uh, you know soft drinks water um but then we have you know beer wine and usually like a spe- specialty cocktail of some sort so um, for the get lit down with love it's going to be 
a bitter sour or no no it's a, it basically like a gin well, and tonic you know me really, i don't drink mixed drinks <laughs> uh i'm gonna keep christopher all the way to the half hour you can go to americanwritersmuseum.org and it really is a very very special place downtown it's, it's not the art institute but it's 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 equally interesting it is equally interesting it's on michigan avenue what's the address one uh, 180 north michigan 180. michigan and lake yeah it's right around the corner from this joint and it is uh i, I don't know anybody who's ever gone in there that was not impressed we oh, gotta take nice. a short little break and i'll talk to you about you know you had ed's wick in there last week a famous film director he was blown away by it oh but he performed there so we'll be right back chris burrow the director of uh of operations that's a lofty title (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh is in here uh he's an old friend we became friends when the uh american writers museum opened in 2017 even given chris the covid interlude the reluctant covid interlude Give me a sense of the health of the museum. I mean, I hear people talk about it with encouraging frequency. Yeah, um, we do get a lot of great feedback. Like you were saying a little earlier, everyone that comes in oh. usually raves about it. So it's a lot of getting the word of mouth out there. Um, you know, we're seeing attendance numbers build back up uh, better than last year, um, better than 2022, not near where we were in 2019 before oh, the bottom fell out of it. And I worry, so. I worry because, you know, the news at the Pritzker Military Library, which is a, a big space, a very big space, yeah, uh, yeah. a couple blocks south of you is moving to Wisconsin. And I, I just think that, that places like the American Writers Museum is, 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 is important for the vitality of the loop. It's important for Chicago and the country to celebrate American writers the way we do because we're celebrating the past, but we're also promoting the present. Like we had Ed Zwick there, you know, about his uh, biography, and uh, and we're trying to inspire the future, like with the kids that come in and learn about typewriters and you know, yeah, and, you know. Well, and I think you know one of the great things is a kid can come in there and they will they will see the exhibition of various faces and authors and say oh my god there's a black person there's a this person that, that was Gwendolyn a, Brooks yeah yeah that was a big part of when we were creating the museum we wanted to you know we have a timeline of a hundred authors um you know through different eras and sure. different genres but it's not like a best of that's we tell people right away this is just representative of people who were creating at that time period and so that way we're allowed to have many different voices oh, I know, up there. I, so. I think that's one of the great things of the museum yeah it, it really definitely do. is because like you're saying kids come in and they say oh and they can identify with someone and they get inspired See, i've seen it happen in chicago where where kids when kids realize that that uh you know my god Gwendolyn brooks used to live yeah three blocks from where i go to school and that's a great thing about Gwendolyn. she used to go to schools and and speak the first uh, black pulitzer prize winner uh and quite a nice and quite 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 a nice woman uh when you have events like you, you have them often you mentioned we mentioned ed zwick being mm-hmm. there just last week giving a talk do you then post those on your facebook page or what uh, do you we'll, do with we'll those? post them on social but we also have a youtube channel where we have all of our author talks will then go up you know it might be next week or two sometimes we give our members uh first preview and oh, then we release it out to the general public so you know becoming a member it gives you kind of those little perks 
Uh, but you can always on our website, you know, check out the events and calendar section and see all the different author events. You that are basically coming out. you have a lot of author events, don't you? We do. We do squeeze in a lot. Um, you know, this time of year, not oh, as many just because of the weather. Yes, I mean, it's February. I mean, it's, February in Chicago. Yeah, which uh, we've had a mild one to say the yeah. least. But we're also uh, like this will be the second year we're going to be doing the American Writers Festival in May. So we did the inaugural one a couple of years ago. So it's going to be like every other year. And this year, uh, it's going to be over at the Harold Washington Library, and we're partnering with the Chicago Public Library. Um, Poetry uh, Foundation has come on board as well. We're you know, getting other sponsors for that. So May 19th, it's all free to the public. Um, and we're going to be having five or six stages, you know, like 70-something authors. Wow. wow. So different panels about you know different subjects. So you know, keep, uh, keep checking our website because we'll have more information as we get closer. Given the news that uh, Barnes and Noble, and this is the commercial end of what we're talking about, but Barnes and Noble is uh, is opening three new brick and mortar stores yeah. in Chicago. What do you make of that? I don't. I my I fear that it, you know the place like Volumes Bookstore gets hurt by that, but but it can't be bad. I can't remember the last time I heard about a big bookstore opening. Yeah, I, I really I love supporting uh, independent bookstores. I know you do, um, and you know, but you know that just means more people are reading and want, more people want physical books, yeah. which I can't help but you know feel encouraged by that. You know, yeah. Um, I, let's talk about your wife for a little while. Let's talk <laughs> about your wife. Uh, you've had an interesting career. You're a poet. Yes, yes. You are a poet, and you've done many, many, many in photographer. And your wife, uh, Stephanie Browning, does she go by Browning? Or Stephanie she- Browning, yeah. Browning is a is a uh, sort of cabaret artist. Is that she what you- is a jazz vocalist. Yeah. Uh, but she likes, you know, turning that in pop tunes and kind of, you know, um, making them more interesting and unique. So, you know, just uh, kind of putting her little twist on all kinds of different uh whether it's jazz standards to american like pop like you know that kind of um new new things and her kind of musical home is catch 35 which is just up the block on uh, yeah she's, she'll be there on the 17th uh yeah she uh, she plays there uh pretty uh pretty often and uh it's a great spot too great oh, food a, yeah, and, and yeah it's one of the few places in the city that are playing live music all the time which is great because there used to be a lot of them and I know uh, that, a lot uh, have no. Have I mean, the, the, you know, you and I, the dodo. being where you are and being where I am, and and being down and part of this whole this whole loop scene, uh, we're watching we're watching the city change. I think, and and uh, my hope is changing for the better. It's transforming. I think. Yeah, in, yeah. I hope it's changing for the better too, but it's always changing, which is you know ever since the fire, yeah. Chicago <laughs> is even, always changing. Yeah, even, even before the fire, yeah, definitely it was changing. <laughs> so yeah, you don't get used to anything because it will change in Chicago. Are there any big plans? I mean, this American the American Writers Festival sounds great, but but you know now that things seem to be back to normal, are, when you are sitting around with your colleagues at the. Uh, the American Writers Museum. What are you guys dreaming about? What are you guys <laughs> plotting? Well, we're plotting to get more people in the door, but yeah, because you know, like well, that's you're saying, I, that's, so, that's why I asked you to be on too. Yeah, I think I, it's well, a great I, thing. We really appreciate no, you don't be silly. Inviting me. Um, 
But also, I just, I, I'll be remiss if I don't mention that uh, on the 18th and 19th of this month, um, Sunday and Monday, we're having family days, and we're going to have free admission so people can come in and check out the museum, especially for Black History Month, because the Dark Testament exhibit is only going to be there till the beginning of May, and then we're going to be changing that around. So we want to encourage people to come for that. And then that's going to be something new we're doing, where uh, every month we're going to be doing a free Sunday, the third Sunday of the month for so families for families to come in oh, and, what and a experience great the museum idea, for free, Chris. just to get wow. people in. What a great um, idea! Because our ticket prices are really low compared to a lot of places. But oh yeah, just that incentive where if you can bring your family and you don't have to mortgage the house, you know, you can come and check out a cultural institution, and you can still afford a donut at stands across <laughs> across the street. Yeah. And then for those of you big spenders, and you can go down to catch thirty five. Uh, I'm so pleased to see you, and I'm so pleased to uh, to learn that the uh, that the museum is healthy. Yeah, you know, I worry about the. You know, I, I appreciate I'm, I'm, that. Uh, more people talk about it. The more people come out, the uh, the more uh, we can share with the world. So thank you guys for coming out. Well, uh, again, go to just going. The website is 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 quite quite cool. You go to AmericanWritersMuseum.org, and people can become you can become a member. You can become a member. You can get tickets there. You can also check out all the different events and programming that we've been talking about. So, and, yeah. and how do they – your YouTube channel, is that accessible through the website? Yeah. Uh, through our website, there's a bunch of links to the YouTube channel. Or if you're just a YouTube uh, user, you go on YouTube and search us, and we have a channel. We have you know thousands-something subscribers. I don't know. So you can uh, find us all there. And does uh, Stephanie Browning have a website? StephanieBrowning.com. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Rick Hogan, full-service disc jockey. <laughs> Chris, it's great to see you. Thanks, uh, safe drive home, watch the game, do whatever you do.